Welcome back. This is Podcast of the Universe for Masters of the Universe. Find the show on Twitter at P-O-T-U-4-M-O-T-U. That's at POTU for MOTU using the number four. Happy Tuesday, everybody. It is 10 p.m. Atlantic Standard Time. And I just finished watching an episode of Luke Cage. I'm on episode three or four. And I'm enjoying that um, just as much as I did last season, I think. so. Um, except I still miss Pop. Um, two new characters in today's episode. Today, on my lunch break, I watched Season 2, Episode 14, Disappearing Dragons. Today was a huge episode, it felt like. It felt really long, and I don't mean that in a negative way. There was just a lot put in here. Um, we have Cobra Khan introduced and Mechanek. We also have Webster back and Buzz Off, two other fairly new characters. And in this episode, they get into a dust-up and they get to showcase all of their abilities and everyone gets to do all of their things. Uh, so Mechanek, his neck gets really long. Uh, Webster has like a grappling hook and stuff. Uh, Buzz Off has a stick, like a uh, elect, uh, like an electric uh, stinger staff. I forget what it's called right off the top of my head. Uh, Cobra Khan has like long uh, flexible arms that he can like constrict around someone and he can shoot sleeping gas out of his hooded face um and also when they when they were fighting instead of just like fighting they would be like uh my grappler will stop you and then like they shoot the grappler at someone uh when instead they should just like not warn them and just you know you should have just shot his grappler and then said i got you with my grappler uh or before like buzz off zap someone he's like oh i'll get you with my stinger staff um or Cobra Khan's like, oh, I'm going to blast you in the face with sleeping gas. And then Mechanek has time to extend his head up. Or his neck, not his head. Anyway, uh, Mechanek uh, wasn't one of my favorite characters when I was a kid, or now. Uh, but I like him more than Stratos. I should really make a chart on uh, who I like uh, and rate them in a list. I'm sure it would be very important and useful. Uh, a good use of my time. So maybe I'll do that. Um, anyway, Mechanek. Uh, Mechanek, I get that, like, he's, you know, has, like, a neck like a giraffe. It just, like, goes up and you can see far away. Uh, so in this episode, he was spying on, Mech uh, I'm sorry, on Webster and Cobra Khan. And he can see them fine. He just puts his head up and he's like, oh, they're over there. I see them. But then he has this feature or this enhancement on his vision and his goggles. I think they're goggles. Uh where it goes from like the real life picture, I mean it's cartoon, but uh, he sees the real image of them, he's viewing them live. Uh, and then these little boxes isolate around their heads and then just show um, like a drawing of their faces with like no detail really. And he's like, oh, Webster and Cobra Khan. But he should have, and it, didn't, it wasn't like in the movies when you see like a robot or something target someone has like the digital like letters and numbers come up and have stats and stuff it was just simply a, a, a quick drawing of, of their faces uh, so that was weird Granamir was in the episode which was great uh, and a bunch of other dragons although the other dragons in this episode were like the same color and very generic they weren't poorly drawn or anything they were some of the better dragons we've seen in the show they just all looked identical uh, like the blue green ones um, but there was a lot going on in this episode and it was quite enjoyable. 
uh, there were these other people. Um, they were called the Damrys. And there's three of them, two guys and a girl. And they're the last ones in their planet of uh, Marrow. Uh, but I'm not going to use them, use their individual names or anything like that because they're all, they're all essentially the same. Um, yeah. And then after I'm done recording this, I'm going to go haul out some things, uh, for the yard sale and, uh, see what I'll get rid of. So that is all I can think of off the top of my, off the top of my head. Uh, if this is your first episode, usually there's more, uh, uh, unimportant aspects or discussions about my daily life or chores that I may be uh, doing at the time uh, so this is fairly light compared to some episodes you get a mixture of uh, boring things about Steve's life and then some recaps on the episode and character bios uh, today's song returning guests the Wu-Tang will be here uh, since we have Mechanic on today's episode uh, I thought it was an important uh, opportunity for me to have the Wu-Tang come in and perform Protect Your Neck, uh, which is one of my favorite Wu-Tang songs. Uh, Wu-Tang previously played on the podcast uh, Mystery of Chess Boxing. But today it is Protect Your Neck. And again, uh, they will be performing their clean version, so uh, it is safe for the kiddos uh, because Wu-Tang is for the children. R.I.P. O.D.B. So, let's get on with the show. I will recap and see if I can uh, get through my awful writing, which usually I can get through, but today is looking really rough, and uh, it's like someone else wrote it sometimes when I look at it. Um, so let's get on and recap the show. We'll do a bio on Cobra Khan and Mechanic. And uh, Mechanic, speaking of him, this is the last time we will see him uh, for another 37 episodes. So he's going to go somewhere and do something for the next 37 episodes. Uh, and then he will be back. Um, so I hope everyone had a great day. And uh, we're almost at Wednesday. We're almost halfway through the week. If you go to sleep right now and you wake up, uh, it'll be Wednesday. So let's get on with the show. And I should not waste any more of your time. <laughs> at least more than I already have. So today's episode, Disappearing Dragons, this is Season 2, Episode 14. The episode opens and Prince Adam and Orko are playing a game. Uh, at first I thought it was the chess game that we've seen before, uh, but it looks like a different game, but also similar. Um, Orko is stuck for a move, he asks Cringer for help. Cringer gives him advice and then he immediately loses. Uh, Zor is flying overhead. And she telepathically tells Adam that Granamir needs He-Man. So He-Man and Orko go to Dark Smoke. Uh, I always enjoy these Granamir episodes. He's a fantastic character. Um, and uh, all of the dragon stories have been, I think, really good. So they go to Dark Smoke. And because he brought Orko, uh, Orko obviously snoops around in uh, Granamir's treasures. Uh, and he opens a bottle and a monster hand grabs Orko, pulls him in, and throttles him inside the bottle. And then uh, Granamir, and when he throttles him in the bottle, uh, it's more comedic than anything. We don't, we're not led to believe that Orko is in any, in any real trouble. 
so Grandamir uh, rises from the uh, the hole in the center of his uh, room, and Orko introduces himself, and Grandamir, because he's so serious and doesn't suffer fools lately, he's not very impressed. Uh, he says the dragons have been disappearing from Dragon Mountain, and He-Man says uh, he will go check it out, and he will get Buzz off and Mechanek to help him. We cut to Webster, and he uh, he's there with um, uh, Cobra Khan, and they're asking how many more dragons do we need. Specifically, Webster says, "How many more dragons do we need, Snake Puss?" Uh, Snake Puss, of course, uh, is Cobra Khan. Cobra Khan says, uh, "The name's Cobra Khan." webhead respect it or i will teach you a lesson you won't forget so webster is out there playing and cobra khan says put some respect on my name if you are not familiar with birdman's uh appearance on uh the breakfast club uh youtube that right after and and enjoy it so cobra khan says to put some respect on his name and Nearby Mechanek, using the power of his long neck, sees them, uh, and they're about to shoot a dragon. So they have this uh, gun or this cannon, and they interrupt them before they can shoot the dragon. And Mechanek says, "My friend has an itchy stinger finger," and laughs. So he's referring to Buzz Off, and. Webster says, uh, my grappler will stop you, and they're just all talking about how they're going to stop each other or attack each other before doing it. Uh, Buzzoff uh, Buzz Sting, I'm sorry, <laughs> Buzzoff uh, electrocutes um, Webster. Uh, Cobra Khan uh, grabs Mechanek with his long, snake-like, constricting arms, pulls him into Cobra Khan, and he says, I will put you out uh, with my sleeping gas. So then, having been given that warning, Mechanek just makes his uh, neck long and he avoids the gas altogether. Um, and then he spins his body and Cobra Khan is thrown off. Uh, Webstore then shoots darts at Buzz Off uh, and it goes, they like go through his wings uh, and they basically pin him to a rock and it knocks... Uh, Knocks Mechanek out as well. Uh, well, it doesn't knock him out. They're on the ground next to each other, and then Cobra Khan successfully gasses them. Uh, He-Man arrives, and um, Cobra Khan and Webster uh, reveal that their gun is a uh, transport uh, a transport gun that'll basically uh, transport whatever they aim it at uh, to a different dimension. So they run to uh, grab the gun so they can shoot He-Man uh, to send him to another uh, dimension. Orko gets there before them at the gun, and he uses the magic spell to destroy the ray. Uh, what actually happens is the ray just starts firing off randomly and zaps He-Man, Mechanek, Buzz-Off, Cobra Khan, and Webster away, and then falls apart. So we then uh, see everyone uh, arrive on a planet called Marrow, and that is in another dimension.
So it's a desolate planet and we can't see anything around yet. So CobraCon and Webster say that they're going to go uh, to the Dharmi for help. And then He-Man wakes up Buzz-Off and Mechanek and they follow behind them. Uh, we cut back to Orko trying and failing to fix the, um, the transporter gun. And a dragon shows up uh, and attacks Orko. And Orko tries to tell him, Granamir uh, is my friend. I'm here trying to help him. And because he says Granamir's name, Granamir is summoned and saves Orko from the dragon. Granamir says, why have you called my name? And then Orko starts to telling him the story. And then we cut away while they're telling the story. And we're on Marrow and He-Man, Buzz-Off, and Man, I'm sorry, Mechanek, uh, find the missing dragons and they are in cells. Um, and there are people called the Dharmi who arrive and they're dressed like Romans and they're on flying discs. And they say that the dragons are for the games and He-Man uh, basically lets them know that they are there uh, and they intend to return them to their uh, planet of Eternia. So the Dharmi people trap them in a force field that even He-Man can't break out of. Um, they are brought to a, uh, something they, are, they call the gallery, but it's actually a coliseum uh, where they say that the, they are the last three of their people and that their world was destroyed by war. And the only thing that brings them pleasure uh, are watching games in the gallery where they have creatures fight each other. Uh, they say the dragons are there for their game, and because they ran out of creatures, Cobra Khan had brought these dragons to them, and in exchange they would give Cobra Khan the means to take over Eternia. Uh, the Dharmi say that they will, they will release... He-Man, Buzz-Off, and Mechanek, and their dragons, if they can defeat Bellatron. He-Man agrees to this, and he is going to take on something called Bellatron. We cut back to Orko, and he's just finishing the story with Granomir, explaining what had happened. And Granomir fixes the ray with magic uh, very easily, uh, and then says, that was easy, anyone that can do magic can do that. And I'm sure Orko had hurt feelings by that. So we go back to Miro, and we find out what Bellatron is. It is a giant robot. So the giant robot enters the gallery, and He-Man tries and tries, but he can't stop Bellatron because he throws it, and it turns into a jet, and it just recovers after each attack He-Man throws at it. Uh, Bellatron eventually uh, has a ray, uh, that he uses on He-Man that zaps He-Man of his strength. As He-Man is laying on the ground, uh, too weak to even stand up, Bellatron is approaching him with his uh, saw blades. And just before he finishes off He-Man, Granomir and Orko arrive, and Granomir uh, protects He-Man with a wall of fire. Uh, He-Man gets up. Uh, his strength has recovered enough that he can punch Bellatron and disable him. So Grandamir frees uh, Buzz-Off, Mechanek, and the Damry said that they had cheated and that He-Man had gotten help. But when Grandamir learns that the Damry um, were the ones responsible for taking the dragons, uh, he turned them into stone, 
or metal, it's not clear, but he puts them in suspended animation. Uh, Cobra Khan and Webster try to get away in a vehicle, but He-Man stops them by throwing a rock on, on the vehicle, and they roll into a ravine and are captured. Uh, Grandamere then restores the Damry, and he tells the three of them that now they will have to fight for their um, uh, enjoyment. And He-Man says, stop. If you do that, that will make you no better than them. And Grandamere says, once again, you prove to be the wisest of your species or your kind. And he agrees uh, to not make them fight each other. But he does have the dragons destroy the, the Colosseum so that they can have no games in the future. He-Man then tells them basically to get it together and rebuild and say, if this was once a great place, why don't you, why don't you make it great again? and uh, rebuilt um, and that was it for the uh, the planet of marrow they leave and at uh, darks I'm sorry yeah so anyway all of the dragons are freed and they help destroy the gallery uh, so then at the uh, end of the episode we go back to dark smoke and Granamir thanks he-man and he gifts Orko um, the bottled monster again for some comedic effect and he-man has a good laugh so that was the end of the episode and the lesson for today was not to tease or hurt animals for fun uh, it's neither fun for the animals and it shouldn't be fun for you and that was the episode so now we will do a bio on mechanic and cobra khan we can close out the show and speaking in x wu-tang will be here to perform protect your neck Alright, so compared to other bios, these ones will be much longer. So starting with Cobra Khan, his titles were the Evil Master of Snakes, Evil Camouflaged Master of Snakes, King of the Serpents, Sovereign of the Snakes, Demonic Master of Snakes. His other names were Camo Khan and Khan of the Viper Clan. His affiliations were with the Evil Warriors, the Snake Men, uh, the Reptons, the Diabolical Snakes, the Monster Warriors, and the Demons of Evil. Weaponry, laser pistol, and a wooden mace. Special abilities, producing sleep-inducing or hypnotic mist, stretched arms, emitting lasers from his eyes, releasing deadly or acidic venom, and controlling snakes and reptiles. He first appeared in the 1983 Filmation animated series that we watched today. A member of the snake-like reptons, Cobra Khan was one of Skeletor's most dependable henchmen. Often paired with Webster, he enthusiastically volunteered to carry out the schemes of Skeletor or Evil Lin. His sleep-inducing venom could render his foes unconscious for hours, though Khan himself was also susceptible to its effects. He could stretch his arms out to incredible length, uh, using them to hold his enemies captive, and could fire a beam from his eyes powerful to vaporize a tree. Powerful enough to vaporize a tree. Appeared in the Masters of the Universe mini-comics, there, he was a descendant of the legendary Snake Men and commanded a group of Lizard Men in the mini-comics. He was green in color and resembled a humanoid serpent. When Skeletor freed King Hiss from his prison, he sent Cobra Khan to spy on the leader of the Snake Men and serve as a double agent. In this way, the duplicitous Khan could report Hiss's plans to Skeletor. Cobra Khan could spit deadly venom and eventually acquired uh, the ability to spit a sleep-inducing mist. He could sometimes be seen alongside his fellow evil warrior Webster. Uh, appeared in the Golden Masters of the Universe books in 1983 as well. Unlike in other portrayals, uh, he could control reptiles in the Golden Books. 
Overconfident to a fault, he referred to himself as King of the Serpents. It was said he was the last of his race. He appeared in the uh, UK World Masters of the Universe Annuals in 1984, where he could control all snakes on Eternia. And one of my favorite parts of the bios uh, are the German Masters of the Universe audio plays. I always enjoy the takes they have on some characters. Uh, in 1984, the German audio play Cobra Khan, the Sovereign of Snakes, could control all snakes on Eternia. He resided in his own castle in the forest of the Mystic Mountains. He and his comrade Whiplash joined Skeletor's monster warriors, and Khan held a special grudge against T-Man, who knocked him out once. Uh, he appeared in the Condor Masters of the Universe comics, the Marvel Star comics, um, in the UK Masters of the Universe comic magazines, uh, the Brazilian mini-comics, uh, the Argentinian Top Toys Masters, Masters of the Universe uh, toy line, um, and uh, the 2002 Mike Young production series. Uh, they depicted Cobra Khan as a deceitful, power-hungry opportunist with a criminal history of which both the uh, Masters of the Universe and Skeletor were aware. Though he pledged his loyalty to Skeletor and joined the evil warriors, he tricked Evil Lin into freeing King Hiss and the other snake men from their imprisonment. As one of their descendants, Khan was regarded with contempt by the other snake men. He also didn't share their enthusiasm for eating their victims. A rivalry formed between him and General Rattler, uh, who each sought favor from King Hiss. Uh, striking with speed and agility, Khan spat mist of acidic venom, which bl blinded his victims and eroded metals. So that was a long bio for a character, and now we can go on to Mechanek. His title was Heroic Human Periscope and the Galactic Scout. His other name was Orias. His affiliations were with the Heroic Warriors, the Masters of the Universe, and the Heroic Defenders. For weaponry, he had a mace, and his special ability was a mechanically extendable neck and ability to see over long distances. He appeared in the 1983 Filmation Animated Series. Uh, during a severe storm on Dragon Mountain, an unnamed man and his son, Philip, were separated. The father sustained an injury to his neck and was rescued by Man-at-Arms. Uh, in order to save the man's life, Man-at-Arms gave him a bionic neck. Grateful, the man now known as Mechanek uh, remained at the Royal Palace and served King Randor. He participated in battles from time to time alongside He-Man, serving as a scout. Later, he discovered that the evil Count Marzo had rescued his son after the storm and was using him as a slave. Mechanek helped uh, rescue Philip from Marzo's clutches and was finally reunited with his son. Uh, he often worked alongside the heroic warrior Buzzoff uh, on more than one occasion, both using their spying abilities to aid He-Man. He appeared in the mini-comics, uh, where he was an Eternian hero and a brave member of the heroic warriors again with the extendable cybernetic neck, which enabled him to spy on enemies. Uh, the degree to which he could crane his neck was unknown, though he was once able to extend it far enough to read the writing on the mysterious obelisk. Uh, in the Golden uh, Masters of the Universe books, uh, they emphasized his role in reconnaissance for the heroic warriors, a spy and a tracker. Uh, he remained a largely mysterious figure there. In the uh, 1984 audio play, uh, in the German uh, audio play, they portrayed the character um, as a prideful and self-assured member of the Heroic Warriors. He boasted that he could even see what was happening between the stars. 
Even He-Man occasionally lost his patience with the scout, as Mechanic had a tendency to praise himself rather than reveal what he had discovered. As scouts for heroic warriors, Mechanic and Stratos maintained a friendly rivalry, though their disputes did grow heated at times. Uh, he appeared through the UK uh, comic magazines uh, and the German Ihapamotu comics. Uh, 2002, the Mike Young production series. Uh, they gave Mechanic some additional abilities not seen in earlier canon. His neck would bend and twist in incredible ways, allowing him to see around corners or behind, or I'm sorry, or even bind enemies. His goggles possessed night vision. He could use his neck's extendability to ram obstacles. And after Mechanic was tricked, or, uh, tricked into retrieving Count Marzo's amulet, he and Marzo developed an adversarial relationship. This brought Mechanic's insecurities about his powers to light, but the other masters of the universe eventually reassured him of his importance to the group. Uh, in 2008, the Masters of the Universe Classic series introduced a new backstory for how he gained his power. Uh, it says, gravely injured during the great unrest at the Battle of Avion, a young warrior, Arias, was taken by his comrade Duncan to Castle Grayskull. The sorcerers combined magic and science to replace his neck with a mechanism made up of microscopic nanite machines, allowing him to extend his neck to nearly limitless length. Uh, as a member of the Masters of the Universe, Mechanic often paired with Buzzoff on reconnaissance missions. Later, King Hiss used the Serpent's Ring to transform both Man-at-Arms and Mechanic into Snake Men. Uh, so that should do it for bios for today. A uh, lot of lot of info and detail in there. So now we can close out the show, and the Wu Tang have been waiting to come in and perform uh, to close out the show. So we don't want to keep them waiting. Uh, so that's it for bios. Uh, let's get on and close out the show. And that is our show for today. Thank you for listening. Find the podcast on Twitter at p o t u for m o t u. That's at Potu for Motu. I'm going to let everyone go. This has been a longer episode, so I won't take up too much of your time here. Uh, Wu-Tang's getting impatient. They have places to be. Uh, I appreciate them coming in for this. Uh, they'll be performing Protect Your Neck and one of my favorite Wu-Tang songs. It's a classic. And all these many years later, uh, still, still a fantastic song. Uh, I've been getting text messages uh, and tweets throughout the show. Uh, Lisa is updating us on the Dave Matthews concert and said he just played Sledgehammer. So uh, I would probably just get mad if I heard it. Uh, Dave Matthews could probably rescue orphans from a burning building and I'd find something to complain about uh, Dave Matthews. So um, glad she's having fun. Glad I am having fun not being there at the concert. Uh, but for all of the music I listen to that she hates, uh, I can't, I can't give her too much of a hard time. Um, so tomorrow I'll be back probably in the morning. Uh, next episode is Shadow of Skeletor. Don't know what it's about, but even just having the title is more than I usually have uh, when I sign off a, a podcast. So uh, we're just hit uh, 1,900 listens. Uh, so next week we will be over 2,000, I expect. So. That's fantastic. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in uh, each episode. Um, you are all great people and you deserve better. But that's that's what I'll work on. Um, and when I come back from my honeymoon, 
um, I'm going to start looking around at uh, getting a mixer and a setup uh, and something that would be accessible enough for me to use. And I look forward to putting out a higher quality podcast uh, and uh, also begin my second podcast that will be going um, alongside this one. Uh, so I'll have two active podcasts. The other one will only come out every week and a half for two weeks. And that will be about various topics uh, or whatever whatever thing I'm on at the time. Could be movies, music, uh, crazy conspiracy theories. Not like the dangerous ones like uh, or offensive, but the really kooky ones. Like I'm always a sucker for uh, a flat earth or something like that. Um, but I would prefer to do ones that are pretty wacky that haven't been covered that much because heaven, heavens knows there's a lot of conspiracy podcasts uh, and I don't want to have a conspiracy podcast but if I occasionally want to do a bizarre topic uh, I'd like to do one that is uh, not as uh, reported on something that's not as reported on something oh god I gotta go to bed something that isn't reported on or discussed too frequently I would like to uh, expose people to uh, to things uh, bring them down to my level you know but that will do it for today. Uh, tomorrow is Wednesday, and we're almost halfway through the week. Uh, I'm going to go rummage around and see what I'm going to uh, get rid of for uh, clutter and throw in the yard sale. And then start getting more clutter, I guess. Go to more yard sales. Um, yep, so that's it. I will leave you with that. Until tomorrow, you have the power. Put your hands together. This is Wu-Tang performing Protect Your Neck. Schwarzenegger, and I'ma get mad deep like a threat. Blow up your project, then take all your assets. Cause I came to shake the frame in half with the thoughts that bomb. Shit like math. So if you wanna try to flip, no flip on the next man. Cause I'll grab the clip and hit you with 16 shots and more. I got going to war with the melting pot. It's the method man for short, Mr. Map. Move it on your left. Ah. And set it off, get it off, let it off like a gat I wanna break food, cop me back Small change, they putting shame in the game I take game and blow that nigga out the frame And like fame, my style will live forever Niggas crossing over like they don't know no better But I do, true, can I get a suit? Enough respect due to the one six ooh I mean, oh, yo, check out the flow like the Hudson or PCP When I'm dusting, niggas off because I'm hot like sauce The smoke from the lyrical blood make me uh, Ooh, I grab my nut, get screwed Ow! Here comes my Shaolin style True B-A-B-B-Y-U To my crew with the Yeah, yeah, yeah Come on, baby, baby, come on Baby, come on, baby, baby, come on Yo, you best to check your neck First things first, man, you f*** with the worst I'll be sticking pins in your head like a f*** nurse 
style attack Any n slack in this map Come fully packed with the fat burger stack Same on you when you step through too The old dirty bastard straight from the Brooklyn Zoo And I'll be damned if I let any man come to my center You enter the winter straight up and down that shit you can't slam, don't let me get fooled on the man The old dirty bastard is dirty and sticking They saw your nigga rolling With the knife of the creeps, the be rolling Where the stars ain't saying gas, wipe my style I'll bite your so book me, not long is how long that this rock took me Ejected, styles from my lethal weapon My pen that rocks from here to Oregon Here's more again, catch it like a psycho flashback I love gats, rap was a gun, you wouldn't bust back I go with shit, all types of shapes and sounds And where I lounge, my stomping grounds I give an order to my peeps across the water To go and snatch up props all around the border And get far like a shooting star Pursue our all, is living the life Apollo Escobar Point blank as I kick the square bits It's 10 o'clock, ho, where the f*** you see that? Feeling mad hostile, ran out postal Flowing like Christ when I speaks the gospel Stole with the holy roll, then attack the globe With the buckets, style the ruckus Ten times ten men committing mad sin Turn the other chicken, I'll break your f*** chin Slain boom bangs like African drums Coming around the mountain when I come Crazy flamboyant for the rapping treatment My plan increased like black unemployment Yeah, another one dare Took a genius, take us the for these coke killer labels So ain't had to hit since I seen Aunt Mabel Be doing all the sin like Kane did Abel Now they money's getting stuck to the gum under the table That's what you get when you misuse what I invent Your empire falls and you lose every cent But trying to blow up a scrub Now that thought is just as right as a 20 watt light bulb Should've pumped it when I rocked it It's so stingy they got short arms and deep pockets This goes on in some companies with majors that scared to death to pump these First of all, who's your A&R? A mountain climber who plays an electric guitar But he don't know the meaning of dope When he's looking for a suit and tie rap That's cleaner than a bar soap And I'm the dirtiest thing in sight Matter of fact, bring out the girls and let's have a mud fight The best protect your neck 